Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, January 27th, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Take advantage of their Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, which brings you the hottest news and updates on all things Terra. Find it using the link in the show notes. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates their support. Today on the Ether, we have the Terra Intel Report, recorded from the Terra Investment Strategies Discord server, hosted by Orbital Command and friends. Let's take a listen. What is up, guys? Uh, so the goal today is to go over some of the news from the Intel uh, Report. Are you part of that? Uh, if you're asking me, no, I have not, but... Um... Yeah, just been trying to engage more on the, the Discord. Okay, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll wait for a few more people to join and then we can get started. Sounds good. Is it uh, something I can look at right now? Yeah, if you go on uh, our Twitter account, the, the, the most recent um, tweet has the link for our Telegram that's called the uh, Terra Luna Intel Report. Gotcha. Hey, guys. What's the topic tonight? What up, what up? So we're we're going to be looking at the Intel report and just discuss some of the latest news we got on there. If anybody wants to, definitely. Yes, I am going to be thinking about Prism a bit today. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I couldn't work out what you were talking about. I was like, man, this guy doesn't know. He needs to just have a little think. And then when I started yeah. thinking, I thought, whoa, maybe it's me that needs to have a think. Finally got it, man. That's... So complex. I thought I'd worked it out, but like, yeah, definitely not as simple as uh, as I initially thought it was going to be. Yeah, I think people people will get wrecked. Oh yeah, one wrecked. I mean, I was wrecked. I I was I was one hundred percent gonna you know ape into P Luna you know one hundred percent at the beginning as well. Um, but now, you know, after understanding like how the actual mechanics work we need to put out some and we will put out some educational material for the committee around that so people know like okay you have to monitor you have to monitor the ratio make sure that you know uh you think you're getting it at a good point there and understand the assumptions that are being made um so that'll be that'll be good to get something out on that but why don't we um without diving too much off track there into prism why don't we dive into some of the some of the latest news uh manny if you want to um talk about some of the stuff that we've been posting on the Terra Luna Intel report. So, all right, I'll just, I'll just get started here with, with some of the news. Um, yeah, I think Manny's having some trouble with his mic. Um, Manny, you have to unmute. There you go. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. Oh, hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Pretty good. Pretty good, yep. Nice. So you just want to go over some of the items that are on the Intel? Um, 
I don't know. I think one of my, my biggest concerns like is maybe the... someone muted Manny. He's good. No, he he's good, uh, Rebel. I think you you might have it muted just on your own account. Okay, sorry. Can you guys hear me now? Or is it good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're good, man. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Something of like concern to me, and I'm sure it's a concern to some of the community members. Maybe it's not. Like to me, it's the the uh, the anchor yield issue, the, the the yield reserve. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that, but um, you know, uh, to me, like do fun, you know, uh, taking a poll and saying, hey, I'll just I'll deposit whatever amount you guys want uh, on here. You know, it's just a temporary fix. You know, I. I I just have some real concerns about that. And so I think I posted a couple of threads regarding that earlier today. Um, I don't know if you guys want to, you know, talk about more, 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 you know, more about that. I have the basics of how this, of how it works. You know, I'm sure somebody on here know, knows a little bit better than me. Um, but uh, from what I understand it, you know, as it stands now, like anchor isn't a sustainable, isn't a sustainable yield, you know, um, so, anyways, that's something that's concerning. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have been thinking about that. I think it's been on everyone's minds. Um, obviously, it's a area, you know, it's a, especially in the Terra community, it's it's something that a lot of people have been looking at. I know Don Kuar did a great video on this. If you haven't checked that out already, Manny and, and other people that are listening, he did a great video breaking down what some of the numbers, uh, the yield reserve for Anchor, and then also presenting some different options um moving forward you know to potentially pursue obviously the the funding um you know and speaking with my tfl hat off here obviously um i think you know one way to kind of look at um the yield reserve and funding the yield reserve in whatever way you know that ends up getting funded if it does end up getting funded that is um, I would look at that probably more as like an investment into the ecosystem. I saw something on Twitter yesterday where uh, they were kind of breaking down, you know, how to think about the yield reserve potentially getting funded. And, you know, this is just from a community perspective. He was kind of presenting the argument that um, it's kind of looking at it as an investment into the Terra ecosystem rather than, a, you know, an investment into uh, the the anchor protocol specifically or like uh you know like you know any anything yeah. related to that no i think you have to look at it that way right i think as uh you know uh, you have to look at it as an investment uh for i think short-term sustainability maybe down the road it becomes uh not of a big you know not not uh, i guess like you know it doesn't become a problem right uh, the issue becomes fixed um yeah i just don't know right i don't know how that ends up or what how that plays out you know in the next uh five six months but um i don't know again i think it's something that i've been concerned uh about because i i i have a big stable coin position right now and so um you know the earn side i think is not sustainable at 19 and a half percent i think that's obviously going to come down at some point but um you know uh if you're a depositor and you're earning that 19 and a half percent you know it's a little concerning so yeah, I mean, I um, I think that, um, well, I guess the anchor anchor yield reserve, like the anchor team, um, myself included, has talked about uh, on the AMAs that we do on Twitter Spaces uh, at length about the yield reserve and and some of the new developments to um, increase the borrow side, including like cross chain anchor, 
and like the Anchor V2 borrow model as well. So um, I encourage the listeners to go check out the recordings of those on TerraSpaces if you haven't listened to those, just to get a better understanding of what's to come uh, from that perspective, you know, implementing some of these ideas from the community from like Anchor V2 borrow model to uh, add new collateral types a lot more rapidly um, to expand Anchor to go cross chain. So you have a native experience, a native borrowing and, and earning experience on other chains. Um, so definitely go check those out. But I think Manny, um, maybe a good usage of, of the time for this event would to just be kind of to go through a variety of different things instead of sure. like delving too deep into into one topic or another. Um, sure. Some of the some of the intel. One of the in, one of the things in the intel report that I noticed, and then we can jump back to you, Manny, that I thought was really cool. Uh, this week was the ultimate Terra beginners guide video that uh, Terabytes put out on YouTube. Uh, so that's in the Intel report. People can check that out. It provides a really great overview, taking you from uh, all the way from like fiat into the Terra ecosystem to setting up a wallet to uh, using Wallet Connect, purchasing an NFT, and then also using Anchor Earn. So that's a great video. Uh, even if you're already in the ecosystem and you've you know been um, you know using this stuff for a while, it's a great video that you can use to help onboard new people to the Terra ecosystem, like your family or friends. You can reference them to that video uh, that they can use to get started. Yeah, that was a good one. I I, I don't know who posted that. I think it was me. I think it was maybe it was Shaw. Um, I think I caught like the first five minutes of it, but I haven't really seen the whole the whole vid. So yeah, just to just to add to that. Uh, if anybody hasn't seen the Terra Luna Intel report, you can access that on our Twitter. We just posted the latest tweet is about that. So there's a link to go into the Terra Luna Intel report. And then also on Discord, if you go all the way up where it says rules and OC links, if you can click on that, there's a link for the Telegram as well. Yeah. Okay. Um. Edwin, you know a little bit about the Fan Fury token distribution, or is that Andy? I know. Uh, I think uh, um, somebody posted on the Intel as well, and um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, if he so I can, quick. I can talk about that quick. Yeah, so Fan Fury is launching their test net, um, so you can pr- uh, you can participate in the uh, test net rewards program to get Fury tokens. So uh, you can check that out on the Intel report. We link to the tweet there. Um, which will take you to where you can register uh, to do that. Another interesting uh, thing that we posted about in the Intel report this week was Prism uh, posted a new thread on their launch that's going to be upcoming here on February 1st. Um, At least that's the planned date as of right now. And this talks about the Prism token and kind of the utility of that. So that'll be a good one to uh, go check out looking into that event. Um, Another uh, interesting piece of news was uh, FTX is listing UST. So we want to see a lot of, you know, um, new listings for UST. Obviously, if you're a lunatic and you're bullish on Luna, the more that we can get Luna listed on some of these major exchanges and, and be the major pair that people, you know, uh, denominate some of these uh, bigger assets, you know, larger uh, trading pairs in, you know, like Bitcoin to UST or Ethereum to UST things like that on bigger exchanges like FTX are going to be massive for, for UST adoption moving forward. Yeah, the only disappointing part on the FT, FTX announcement, I think I think UST adoption is great. Right? I think that it needs, I'm glad it's happening, but it's, you know, the ERC version. I wish we would have native UST. That's the only disappointing uh, piece to that, you know, 
Um, hopefully someday, right? It's the actual native UST, not the ERC-20. Um, but so I yeah. got a question to that. So even if it is the ERC-20, that still has to be... You still got to bridge it over. Bridge, right. So it still does contribute to, to burning Luna for UST, right? Even though it's not native? It's a great question. I don't know. Anybody know that? Yeah, I think, no, it definitely does. I mean, you know, to create the wrapped, I mean, it's just a wrapped version of it, right? So right. it's not like it's a completely different token, right? This is just a wrapper attached to UST, the the token, just because, you know, the token standards on different blockchains. So yeah, yeah if I the demand that- for wrapped UST goes up. Um, I do agree with Mandy, though, here, like, obviously, native UST is like the what we want to see on all of these chains, um, or I'm sorry, on all of these uh, centralized exchanges. Yeah. Um, I wish that's, these, you know, that's coming. Sorry, I cut you off. Just wish these, some of these, uh, some of these, like you know, um, exchanges would just kind of just just do it. You know, I think I think the first one to do it, and they they're all going to follow. You know, I don't know what the deal is there, but right. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're just they're doing that to to still give priority to like USDT and USDC. So another um, piece of news uh, that we posted about in the Intel report this week was Levana. Um, so they were, they released this game called Selim's Adventure um, that you can check out. And it's kind of like a, it's a basic game. It's not like their main. Um, yeah. So, so uh, Levana, like I said, they released this game called Selim's Adventure, which you can play. It's not like the main game that Levana is going to be releasing. Um but it's a game that you can play and they actually airdropped nfts uh to the people that beat the game uh all the levels of the game and they also in the same tweet said that if you didn't beat the game yet don't worry because they're going to distribute rewards again next week so um you still have a chance to go in there and uh play that game finish it you know like beat it and then get some nfts from levana airdrop to you so uh that was a pretty cool announcement that we had this week as well yeah, that was so cool. I mean, that's more utility for your NFTs, right? You can actually play a video game based on it and get rewarded. That was kind of fun. It was kind of hard, but it was fun. Yeah, yeah I, li- I liked playing it myself. Another piece of news that we had was um, Prism uh, and the video that Don Kuar did uh, on that launch. So you can check that out um, <clears throat> on his YouTube channel. And definitely subscribe because Don Kuar is a great content creator. Uh, he puts out a lot of really great educational content for the Terra community on YouTube, um, usually talks all about some of the new protocols that are launching on Terra, the big ones, um, discusses some different strategies as well. So he put out a video this week um, talking about, um, well, actually with Jimmy as well from Prism, who just got uh, brought onto the Prism team um, and how hashed Hashed is bringing in um, nine figures of investment into Prism. Um, and there is also some alpha on that video as well, I think, talking about um, Prism NFTs, which I, I actually didn't uh, watch watch the full video. So I didn't get, I don't know if anyone here did and, and could provide some insight into, into that side of things. At the end of the video, like the last five minutes, uh, Jimmy brought up, uh, uh, he sent Danku an image which was that Prism NFT. And he didn't like explain it 100%, but essentially if you participate in the, in the four phases, it seemed like that was what eventually would get you a NFT. 
Gotcha. Yeah. So you participate in all of the phases and then you get one of these NFTs, right? It's just like what White Whale did, right? For their um, their token uh, distribution. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm definitely going to, I mean, I'm going to be personally participating in all of the phases myself. So that'll be, uh, that'll be something that I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to getting. I need to stack some more NFTs on Terra in my, I don't have enough. Seeing the floor price of all these NFTs rise recently has given me some FOMO for sure. Yeah, same here. I bought some yesterday. I bought some Terra Kongs um, for no reason, just because they were minting. And so I minted like 10 of them, you know, <laughs> because, you know, um, but um, the NFTs are getting hot in Terra. That they are definitely. Yeah. Another Another piece of news that we saw this week was Stater Labs coming out with their new Stake Plus product. So if you check out the tweet that we um, posted in the Intel report, uh, it'll take you to the thread that they did on this where they break down what the Stake Plus product is. So some of the benefits of this include things like conversion of different stable coins to Luna, auto compounding of Luna rewards, one-click airdrops, compounding strategies. And it also gives you the flexibility, and this is one of the things that I thought was really cool, uh, to pick you know, your uh, validators. So um, if there's different validators that you like to support, um, you know, you can choose that using uh, the Stake Plus uh, product that Stater Labs just released. So that was another cool um, piece of news there. I don't know if anyone wanted to add any insights on that. Yeah, that's very cool. I think where this world where you have to like claim, you know, airdrops every week and and pick validators is uh, it needs to be simplified. And so Stater's doing a pretty good job of um, making that easier, um, but also still having control over which validators like Orbital Command that you support <laughs> is quite valuable. I was also talking to uh, Lido Finance, and you know one of the interesting things about Lido is they really are the unsung hero behind Anchor because they were the ones that created the liquid staking for both B Luna and B Ethereum. Um, and one of the pain points right now is DeFi is bridging. And liquid staking derivatives and bridges, I think, are a big part of that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, and especially for you know Terra to be successful, being able to bridge UST to other um, chains and make that a successful uh, trading pair, I think, is interesting. But <clears throat> lots of innovation coming there, lots of integrations between you know DEXs and bridges, so that it's easier to bridge and swap. Um, so definitely keeping my eye on that. Yeah. So they just to add a, a bit more additional information there as well. So it looks like Stater is going to be launching uh, in phases with this new Stake Plus product, and they're going to start off with five to ten validators, and then increase that number over time. So they're going to be, uh, you know, announcing some timelines on that soon. And it'll be interesting because validators will be able to actually provide some of these different benefits to their delegators using Stater Lab smart contracts. So that'll be pretty cool to see, but that was just another uh, piece of news there. Manny, is there any other, uh, I see, you know, a lot of, a lot of the stuff posted in here, um, you know, there's a lot of really good, really good information here. Oh yeah, uh, Binance announced that they're gonna be listing uh, the ANC token, which is a huge, huge value add for uh, obviously ANC bulls because Binance is the largest ex- cryptocurrency exchange in the world. Um, so that was a big announcement. And I think that it's going to be good to see ANC get listed on some of these bigger exchanges over time. 
Um, another another thing we posted about in the uh, in the Terra Luna Intel report was uh, actually Rebel DeFi doing a podcast with um, the Mighty Whale podcast. So uh, talking about Luna uh, NFTs and a variety of other things. So I encourage you to check that out. You can check it out on YouTube. Uh, look up the Mighty Whale podcast. He does some great um, podcasts with like he did. He's done multiple with Shah from Orbital Command. Just did one with Rebel DeFi. Does I know he did one with uh, Sebastian from White Whale as well. So uh, there's a lot of great content that he puts out there as well. So definitely check that out. Just coming back on to your um, ANC listing on Binance. So is that is that like a wrapped version or is that a native version? It's a native, I think. Yeah, pretty sure it's a native version. You're going on to the Mighty Whale podcast as well. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, look, look forward to that. Um, I'll be actually doing that tomorrow. Um, I'll be going on that podcast. I don't know how long it takes them to edit and actually release that, but yeah, you can, uh, subscribe to the mighty whale podcast on YouTube and then, uh, get updates on whenever he releases all these podcasts from different people within the Terra Luna uh, community who posted about the Apollo Dow safe here. Anyone want to touch on that? I think Joseph could maybe talk about that potentially if he's available he's quite interested in the multi-sig stuff yeah i've used it um it works pretty well um you just create a um, organization and then you can add wallet addresses that are able to vote on that and then you can send money into that um, organization and then it takes uh, a certain number of votes to be able to execute uh, that proposal so you could, um, you know, anytime you're moving around large sums of money <clears throat> or using money for, you know, a shared purpose, you want to have a multi-sig. And so that's kind of a key infrastructure component required for DAOs. And I think that that'll be a big news story for 2022 is, you know, being able to do on-chain governance and DAOs is pretty powerful. And, and Terra is such a rich ecosystem for, you know, DeFi and, and NFTs. And so for DAOs to be able to also use native natively uh, will be really valuable. So I'm excited about um, this safe, the Apollo safe. I think there could be a few improvements, but it's great to see a, a first version out there. And and do Apollo, are they just gifting that to the community or is there some sort of profit yeah. motive there? Yeah, they aren't making money off of that, but I think they're going to apply to a grant uh, to TFL. And maybe that will come through, you know, the new LFD really? organization. Wow, we've got a lot of people on here. Thank you for everyone for joining. <clears throat> uh, remember to mute your mics when you join, please. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, we, if there's any questions, though, we, we mentioned a bunch of different things just between the OC team, but if anybody has any input or any question, definitely feel free. we have a channel to put them in, or should we just put them Yeah, in? we should have a channel to put them in. Edwin, do we have a, a chat for that or something? For the questions? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Like a voice chat. Yeah, well, people can just people can just speak up if they have a question, right? Yeah. Oh my well, gosh, Sha, we can hear you finally. Hey, finally, finally. <laughs> dude, I've been struggling with this. Um, yeah, and if anybody if anybody out there has uh, questions about like or comments about the Intel report itself, like if you have ideas for like, hey, what things do you like about you know the Intel report? What things do you don't like? What things would you like to see there that aren't there right now? Like, let us know. We provide that as a service. We love kind of informing all the lunatics out there and anyone that wants to know keep track of what the hottest news is in Terra. and so like yeah help us 
give us some feedback to, to make it better too, if you guys have any thoughts on that. So uh, I'll just plunge ahead here with some some other news pieces from this week. So uh, Lighthouse, you know, if you guys have been active on Twitter this week, you've seen some of the Kujira drama going on because uh, obviously Kujira, basically what they did was they took the, the liquidation uh you know, the liquidation queue of Anchor Protocol and basically added a UI to it on top of it. So it enables people to interact with the smart contracts in a simple way uh, without needing to know how to code. And then they basically, what they do is you can bid on the liquidations for BLUNA and BETH on Anchor uh, Borrow. And then they charge you a withdrawal fee to get your BLUNA uh, or BETH off of, um, you know, Kajira once you actually collect some of those discounted liquidations. Um, but what some other protocols and people in the community have done, including like Vlad from Intern Capital and this team here at Lighthouse DeFi is they basically created a new uh, application that enables you, the user, to do the exact same thing that you can do on Kajira uh, and Lighthouse just launched this. You can connect your wallet and then you can bid on liquidations for BLoon and BETH, but there's no uh, withdrawal fee. To once you actually liquidate it. So um, we're actually thinking about getting, I'm, I'm talking to uh, someone that I know that might be able to put us in contact with the Lighthouse team. We might try and get them on a Twitter space uh, this week or maybe or, uh, next week to discuss their new protocol and, and what they're planning to do with that. But um, yeah, it's going to be really cool to see how this competition for liquidations kind of plays out because now there's like multiple options for the community. It's not just Kajira. Um, so that was another piece of news. I don't know if anyone has any input on that. I think that was good drama. Like I loved it. It was kind of fun to watch the Kajira team and, you know, Poppy and, uh, the dude Vlad from intern capital, like kind of go at each other a little bit. Um, ultimately end of the day, I think it's good for the space. Like, I think there should be competition. I think it's going to push, um, teams like Kajira to like do, you know, to, to do better, do more, um, I personally think like the Kujira like app is so beautiful and easy to use and I'm comfortable with it and I trust it. Like I'll probably keep using that for a while, but I like that this other option is there and you know, like, uh, yeah, I think it's in general, I think it fits the ethos of like, this is a decentralized world and a decentralized, um, you know, L1 and anyone can, you know, make something similar to what you make. And if, they do a good job at it, then you might lose customers. That's it. That's how it works. You got to do better if you want to. Yeah. yeah, you have to actually innovate. And, and that was kind of one of the things that I, I noticed like Kajira and, and what I've heard some people in the community talk about is like Kajira didn't necessarily like innovate on their side of things. They kind of created a UI to benefit off of the liquidation queue. And, you know, like what we saw this week, this last week was that like, it's not that hard to do that, I guess, um, from like a coding perspective as a bunch of people are able to spin something up there. Um, I, yeah, anyways. I mean, I would, I would, I would, I would argue that point. I, I think Kujira did innovate. I think they basically created um, a way for people to do these liquidations that didn't exist before if you didn't know command line interface stuff. And also, I think they made a beautiful UI, like a beautiful user interface where you can easily visualize like what percentage you are trying to get your discount at. And I think, you know, I haven't played with the other ones, but I looked at them briefly. Like I've seen screenshots of it and they basically like took, you know, like, like th there's, there's energy, creative energy used to make that interface 
um, that Kujira has to like have those vertical bar graphs to, to like be able to visually intuitively tell how much is in that, you know, percentage lane um, discount. I think that took time and energy to create a user's user interface that's very easy to use. And I do think that like Lighthouse kind of just basically, you know, ripped that whatever you want to call it, intellectual property or whatever, like, and, 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 and made their, their copycat version. Now, do you want to say that that's like, shouldn't be allowed or is illegal to do? And I, I would argue, no, I think it should be allowed. Um, and maybe that's part of the reason why I, for now, at least I'm like sticking with Kujira is because I know that took a lot of time and effort. I've used that tool. I like it. I trust the team. I like the team, but it's for sure going to make Kuji and Kujira look at their tokenomics, right? Because I did, for one, feel like eh, it's a little bit pricey to withdraw. Like it's cool that I can do these bids, but I don't know if I'm in love with this, like you know, percentage withdrawal and that being like one of the mechanisms that they use to create value to the Kuji token. I did it. I bought Kuji tokens so that I can get a fifty percent discount on the withdrawal fee. But I think this lighthouse innovation is the community or other people in the community saying, "Hey, like the tool is cool, but." maybe you need to rethink this fee that's not as cool and maybe there's other ways to do that and if you're not going to rethink that we're gonna we're gonna make you rethink that by creating a competitor that doesn't have that that i agree that i flaw. think the uh the value of kuji's uh gonna change where like have you seen this new feature that they have where when you stake kuji you get access to this premium dashboard where you can see all sorts of stats about like how close you were to bids, being able to find out like what the different liquidations are at so that you can kind of like strategize placing bids. I think that's yeah. going to be the real value of where Kuji has to transition. Yeah, they might transition to more of like an analytics uh, business. I'll, uh, yeah. I'm going to put a picture of this in the uh, Discord. I had one of the Kuji developers send me this during the, uh, the latest crash, but it's, it's kind of fascinating all the, uh, the detail that they have in here. I'm going to post it in voice questions. Yeah, this is what the uh, interface looks like. That's awesome. Yeah, Kuji has been really important also for the whole help of the ecosystem. You know, they prevent the price of Luna from falling further because people are able to bid that. And these are not just bots that would automatically just re-dump it. These are people that, you know, want to hold the asset. And uh, so it's been about, and there's lots of other chains that want you know, Kuji. Absolutely. They, they're the ones that figured this out. And so I hope that they, you know, don't get de-incentivized by copycats and, and maybe it's something that actually gets built into Anchor uh, ultimately. But um, yeah, I think it, they did a lot of innovation. So it's been very cool. Absolutely. Would, absolutely. Yeah, I would add that it, it, it's a good educational protocol as well, right? Because it teaches people how to manage their LTV a lot better. I think we would have spiraled down a lot harder like this past week or two if Kuji didn't ex if Kujira didn't exist. So I think yeah. it's it's been a huge benefit to the to the Terra ecosystem. Yeah, definitely. No, I I agree. I think I definitely think it has. I just think yeah, I, I think the way they approached it maybe with the fee model wasn't the right way of approaching it, but um, you know, businesses always are going to run into things like this, you know, especially in in web3, you know, you're going to run into people being able to just fork code or write something very similar to yours and and basically remove a feature or add a feature and and see you know how users react to it. So I guess we'll have to see who wins out. It's going to be interesting to see uh, with Lighthouse, Kajira, and some of these other options. I haven't looked at some of the other options that are available outside of Lighthouse and Kajira, but um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who ends up winning out in the end. Curious for what you guys think about this. This idea just came to my mind. Um, so when you're placing a bid and you're like basically giving up custody of your UST, 
that's sitting in a smart contract, right? Like when we're using Kujira, are we trusting that Kujira is securing that? And then when we're using Lighthouse, are we trusting that Lighthouse is securing that and that neither one of them are going to rug us? Or is that like not even under their custody? It's like done through Anchor somehow. And they're just like I helping think it's, make that happen. I, I, th I think it's not through. Uh, my understanding is I, I obviously I don't know how to code. So I'm not like, don't, don't take my 100% word on this. But <laughs> my understanding is that they're just a UI to interface with the liquidation engine on uh, Anchor Protocol. And so the UST that you're basically bidding is not sitting on like a Kajira smart contract per se, but I could be wrong. Okay. I, I th if I it think was, it's... that would be another aspect to consider is like whether or not you trust the security precautions that whatever team ends up winning the liquidation race uh, provides. But if it's going through Anchor, that definitely kind of mitigates the point. Yeah, you know who would be a good person at uh, message about that on Twitter would be Poppy. Poppy helped, uh, you know, set up and write the code for the like Vlad's version of this. And so he would be a good person to talk to about that. Awesome. It's a good question, though. Yeah, it's a great question. Now, now I want to know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine so, we could um, look at the, uh, the smart contract address that when you send it to and like to see who maybe there's like an owner attributed to it <laughs> in Finder. I'll, I'll look that up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be able to see that. What's the other drama? I was going to say, so that's like, that's been some drama. The other drama, I don't know if you guys are paying attention to this, but like, the other drama that I woke up to this morning on Twitter was the whole like MIM, you know, thing and abracadabra, like having issues and some dude on their team, um, I guess, like running off with some money. I don't know if you guys uh, seen some of that drama and uh, people kind of inferring uh, whether that has any implications on UST since a lot of UST has been obviously uh, minted to um we put in that nam ust strat yeah the cfo was found to be a multi-time scammer <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. and it looks like he's probably going to get booted out uh, but it definitely gives B uh, defi a, a bad name <clears throat> and uh hopefully it doesn't uh give ust and terra a bad name since it's i think uh got a lot of more fundamental uh value than these 24,000%, you know, APRs that are basically based on how many people buy in. As soon as everyone gets out of it, then it goes down, right? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. There's always good drama on crypto Twitter. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> then you had all the uh, the Polish army stuff too yesterday. <laughs> Did you guys catch all that? Yeah, yeah I saw the, uh, some. Luna de-pegging. Yeah, what we yeah, what was the thing? Because I saw some like comments about Polish this or that, but I didn't get the context. Yeah, it was wild. So like, I guess this guy named Boris Lewandowski, him and the Polish factory workers were upset that uh, their employees were earning twenty percent in anchor earn, so that they weren't coming to the factory. So he's made a, a targeted attack to try to depeg Luna, <laughs> and. <laughs> And he got like all this hype behind him. It's hilarious. But uh, yeah, apparently it failed because of the, the efforts of people like Mr. Nicholas Flamel and the Scorpion Dow and all those people uh, counterfighting him. But it's just a hilarious like narrative to follow. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll post the, uh, the link in the Discord too, but I definitely recommend reading it if you want a good laugh. Yeah, um, yeah. That's gosh. Great. Please share that. That's funny. 
Yeah, there's so, I mean, whenever the markets go down, you know, for those of you that might be in here that are new, uh, you're always going to see stuff like this. You know, whenever the markets start to go down, this is when the FUD comes out, right? The fear, the uncertainty, and the doubt. And so this is when everyone comes in with their version of why, you know, the assets that you're holding aren't going to, uh, you know, they're not sustainable. Like, you know, there's something that's inherently wrong with them. Like, they try and come out with something to basically get people to sell the asset more and try and ruin, you know, a project success. Um, but, you know, a lot of the arguments that we're seeing right now for UST and Luna and all these things is based on conjecture, right? I mean, there's, there's a lot of incomplete information here uh, for a lot of these arguments and, you know, it only takes a, <laughs> you know, a small bit of research to really uncover that a lot of this is just, you know, what, what it is, which is FUD. Um, and so just keep that in mind as you're looking at stuff, but I think we should plunge ahead here with some, some news. So Axelar, uh, also just released, we posted this on the Intel report, the tweet threads, you can check that out, post that earlier this week, but they launched uh, satellite, which is Axelar's first decentralized cross-chain asset transfer application. And that's, that's kind of a mouthful to say. So I encourage you to check out the tweet thread. Um, in terms of, you know, what this is, and you can check out the post that they did as well. Um, that's within the thread, it's linked to in the thread, but basically what it's going to do is it's going to support the transfer of Luna, UST and other assets between EVM and non-EVM chains, such as Terra, Avalanche, Polygon, Ethereum, and Phantom. And then they said Moonbeam is, is going to be coming very soon. So, uh, definitely check out the thread. They give some more details there. Um, they walk through like a tutorial on satellite as well. Uh, so check that out. I'm looking to see if there's any other uh, newsworthy things to highlight here from the Intel report. If anyone else in the OC team wants to jump in with anything that they posted in there. Um, there was a good thread that this guy uh, Jarzembeck did. Um, and it's titled, Does Luna Have a Problem uh, Because of the Anchor Protocol? Is the whole Terra Money system in danger. So he does this really long thread. It's like 25, uh, I think, tweets long, breaks down like all these different arguments and stuff and kind of talks about uh, his, gives his opinion on why he thinks, um, you know, there's not really anything to be too worried about there. Um, but yeah, it's definitely worth taking a look into. Did you guys talk about the Luna Foundation Guard or the LFG? Yeah, that was last week, but we can talk about it. Um, you know, I can give a brief overview there um, from my side of things. So uh, LFG, if you guys haven't heard already, um, is a new nonprofit organization that is going to be issuing grants to different protocols and different teams and individuals who are um, providing valuable either products or like educational material or research in and around uh, open source technology and specifically at the beginning um, Terra's ecosystem. So you can help you can head to lfg.org and you can check out all the information that is released at this point on the Luna Foundation Guard. That's what it stands for. Uh, or also as as we like to think about is let's fucking go. Um, and so LFG is, is, has been initially seeded with 50 million Luna um, from TFL to start working on these grants. And they're going to be issuing grants 
to worthy protocols and teams and individuals, like I said, that support things like research and education. So this could be things on uh, blockchain, specifically cryptography, distributed systems, DeFi, things like that. Also community growth. So um, really anything that contributes to the growth of uh, the Terra community and then open source development as well. Um, focusing specifically on the Terra ecosystem and algorithmic stablecoins like UST. So I know initially um, they're going to be primarily looking to provide grants to people focused on UST. So anything related to that, they're also hiring. So if there's anyone in here that is looking to work at LFG, um, you can head to lfg.org and scroll to the bottom and you can uh, contact them by sending an email to jobs at lfg.org. I know that they're looking to hire um, at least a few people for that. So definitely check that out if you're interested in working in the crypto space. Uh, it's a pretty exciting space to work in. I guess some other details around LFG. So they have a council of experts that are um, helping to kind of run the LFG and make some decisions around there. So a variety of different people in the ecosystem, uh, Jose from Delphi Digital, Bill Chin from Binance, um, Jonathan from Levana, Remy Titot, um, Nicholas Placius, Doquan. So a variety of different people there. Uh, big name experts in the field who are helping to run LFG. That was the uh, that was one of the redacted announcements. If you've been following on Twitter, uh, the redacted <laughs> kind of meme um, around uh, Terra right now. Yeah, I think LFG is like ridiculously bullish. Like, um, if you look at like the Ethereum network, you know, the Ethereum Foundation and Consensus were these two organizations that just like tremendously helped with the growth of the infrastructure um, and early dApps on Ethereum. And I think having something like this um, is uh, going to benefit the, the Terra ecosystem like in number of ways. Do you guys remember what the yeah. difference is between LFG and like uh, that one that they used to have, Project Dawn? Are they kind of the same or are they kind of different? Well, Project Dawn, I don't think like like it was announced at like a TFI Alpha event in New York in September, but I don't think any of the details of it really like, I don't know if it really is like fully launched yet. It was just kind of like announced as an idea, um, but I haven't seen any rim, like any uh, any evidence that it's in effect yet. Um, yeah. Project, Project Dawn is around infrastructure and yeah. LFG is around community and developers is my understanding. Ah, gotcha. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. And they've, I mean, you think about Terra ecosystem, right? It's built on top of Cosmwasm. And so you've got, uh, Tendermint, which is the protocol used for communication. Um, and so you've seen the problems that have happened on Solana where they've had like duplicate transactions and the network go down and stuff like that. Tendermint has been super solid and that's something we take for granted. But since Columbus five, you know, has gone live, there haven't been outages that I'm aware of. And so just making sure that's the case as long as the network continues to grow, I think is the scope of, of project Dawn. And so they funded that pretty well. Uh, and maybe some of that will go to, um, you know, validators or whatever other, you know, hardware and, you know, um, API infrastructure that's needed or underlying Atom and Terra or uh, Cosmosm. But then, yeah, LFG is um, something that other networks, I think, have done a little bit better job of, 
which is formalize the um, granting process for those who contribute to the overall ecosystem. And um, Terra has the community pool, but as you've seen, it's really hard to get uh, proposals through. And it's hard for regular users to differentiate between you know, good and bad proposals or, you know, how much is it, how expensive is this and stuff like that. So LFG, I think will formalize that and do things like uh, improve, you know, extraterrestrial finder, or there, if there's open source tooling that everyone needs, or if there's uh, additional de developer training resources that are needed, uh, or if there's some content creators out there that are providing value that should be funded or supported, those type of things. Yeah, awesome. Definitely, I, I, I hear they're attacking it on both points. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. LFG is massively bullish for uh, for the Terra ecosystem. Um, I got to hop off here, Shah. I don't know if any, or anyone else in the Orbital Command team wants to add anything on. We covered a lot of the main points. I think that we posted about in the Intel report over the last week. But maybe we should do one of these, like you know, every now and then um, to just go through. It seems like you know this is useful for people. What do you guys think? Sounds good. Just before you go, Zion, um, are, you don't have time to tell us what it is, but are you aware of more redacteds coming down the pipeline? Oh, trying to sneak some alpha, Andy. I see. I see what you're doing Come here. On. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I can say, you know, if you if you read Doe's tweet, um, you know, with the initial uh, redacted announcement there that he posted um, on Twitter, you know, the one of three gems. Um, you know, that gives you kind of a hint as to maybe some that are coming in the near future in terms of redacteds. Redact oh, oh, yes. Plural. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll um, talk to you guys later. Yeah, cheers, Zion. One, one thing we definitely have to um, address before we finish this call, it looks like um, maybe Triple Yak could tell us a bit more about it, but you've, you've seemed to have landed a huge score a bit later on today um you speaking to murray, murray yeah murray. hey guys oh, yeah. can you hear me yep. yeah yeah actually <clears throat> it's funny i just kind of reached out to him randomly on twitter after reading his substack article not really expecting him to get back to me i didn't really know if he was still um you know if he was still like working or what but um but he was super responsive and seemed interested. And we, we talked about him doing kind of like this, uh, you know, overview of his UST demand growth and Luna price uh, model that he created, which is all laid out on his Substack. And initially, we tried to do it as a Twitter space just because it's a little bit more public facing and was likely going to attract more people. Um, but Twitter decided to completely collapse on us. Um, the day, like right when we when we tried to do that, the whole platform went down um, along the East Coast and out where I am in Texas. I don't know if you guys remember that last, but Twitter completely crashed. Um, excuse me. So anyway, uh, we decided to try it again. And we did a, a dry run yesterday, just the two of us in Twitter spaces. And it turns out his microphone on his iPhone doesn't work well either. So we're going to um, we pivoted and we're going to have the uh, event in this discord. Um, so if you want to, you know, uh, share it with people, that's great. Uh, a lot of people on Twitter probably don't know about this discord, so they'll have to, 
they'll have to be invited in and then they'll have to verify themselves obviously and and then um be able to join and i'm gonna in so that we can like look at the model while he kind of describes what's going on there and then um provides kind of like a high level overview and then at the end we'll have time 30 minutes or 45 minutes for people to ask questions um and just kind of you know dig deeper into his thoughts about Terra, Luna, UST, model, all that good stuff. So it's not really um, meant to be a, like a conversation about, um, you know, like short term, like, oh, Luna's going down or what do you think about, you know, the short term price action? Although I'm sure he'll be fine to answer questions like that. But it's more just looking at um, how a microeconomist thinks about uh the terra ecosystem and the ust luna kind of relationship and how that grows on an economic level that sounds awesome amazing yeah i'm so excited about that i think that'll be so cool yeah i'm hoping to to have more conversations like this um and bring them to the community and i think at some point you know it'll be interesting for some debates as well there's quite a few people out there that um you know, they're either attached to like other stablecoin or they just maybe don't understand Terra, uh, Luna, UST's relationship or something, or they have like actual kind of critiques. And it'd be interesting to have, you know, conversations and debates, friendly debates, so to speak, um, between people that are experts on the Terra side and um, people that are kind of looking at Terra critically from an external perspective and bring those to the community as well. Yeah, I think those are useful discussions to have. I think like what there was some guy on Twitter this morning that was basically making the argument that like UST was um, like headed towards like some kind of spiral uh, liquidation loss of its peg and and anchor was unsustainable and unstable. And then it was kind of brought to light that this guy was like a a big proponent of like the frax you know system and like an alternative like competitor and so like you know like that obviously went to his credibility but i still think it would be interesting to have those debates with those people you know like so we can all kind of learn and grow from it hopefully if we can do it in a kind of learning environment and not a not a breakdown into yeah not a jerry springer kind of thing yeah exactly <laughs> yeah absolutely um so real quick uh, i i don't know if i mentioned it so that's happening the the conversation with murray is happening tonight at 8 p.m eastern time 7 p.m central i believe that's 5 p.m pacific um yeah so 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific it'll be in this discord and it'll be in this uh voice chat uh like we're all in right now so yeah, so I'll, I'll be in here to help uh, with the logistics of it as well. And um, you, you have allowed us to record the screen share as well. So in case anybody misses it, we'll put it up on the OC YouTube channel. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think cool. I'm excited for that as well. I, I did have a quick question for you guys for like the community in general, um, if, if there's still time. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's interesting in these crypto space or in these uh, Twitter crypto spaces, listening to the Bitcoin talks, like the Bitcoin spaces, people will sometimes come up on stage and ask questions like, 
well, what do you think about, you know, the stablecoin environment or what do you, or the, the stablecoin ecosystem? Or what do you think about this, you know, DeFi thing? And there's this kind of like, kind of, there's basically closed mindedness from the Bitcoin errs. <laughs> like they, they just, um, they just are like, their main argument is basically look back at 2018 or look back at 2017 and all the coins that outperformed. Bitcoin are all the coins that underperformed it during the bear market. And their idea is like, you know, in a bear market, all altcoins go more towards zero than Bitcoin. And so you're better off just kind of holding Bitcoin. And I just get this feeling like they're not even looking at the utility that exists in DeFi. Like they're not, they're not really open-minded to the fact that it's not 2018 anymore. There's inherent value and utility to some of these, you know, ecosystems. And so I, I don't actually expect all, all altcoins to underperform Bitcoin in a bear market. You know, uh, I definitely don't expect um, certain money market protocols to underperform Bitcoin if you can borrow and lend and especially in stable coins and whatnot. So I don't know. Uh, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, just to add to that, I feel like for us here in Terra, we've gone through three different layers of understanding to get to this point, right? The, the Bitcoin and limited supply idea, the Ethereum smart contract and layer one idea, and then we found Terra. So I feel like Bitcoin, the, the maximalists that are still thinking in that way, can't get past the different ideas or different technologies that have been developed over time. Uh, for example, I was listening to Bankless podcast, which is Ethereum based. And one comment that they had was like, Ethereum is the only, um, you know, coin uh, that or blockchain that's, that's, that has a burning mechanism. And so as soon as I heard it, I'm like, wait, they haven't even heard about Terra. Yeah. Did you say Ethereum is the only blockchain that has the burning mechanism? Yeah, they were like, uh, they were like, um, you know, Ethereum has been burning a lot more than, uh, than right. rating. Okay, and yeah. So I, I guess that's what it is. It's just this kind of general lack of knowledge, I guess, right? It's not so much that they're against, I mean, their frame of reference is just what happened in 2018. It is true that if you look at coin market cap, most of the top 100 by market cap uh, altcoins are not really around anymore. They they mostly just kind of became irrelevant or went to zero. But they didn't have the same. I was around back then. You know, they didn't have like even one one hundredth of the utility of something like an anchor protocol or a or a um, Ave or you know. Um, Uniswap or what, whatever, you know, some of these like core DeFi primitives that we have. Um, I, I really, I like what Doe says about how like the thing fundamentally that, that makes a difference is having an economy worth saving. You know, have, have you guys heard that quote from him? No, I haven't heard that. That's interesting. He said like the thing fundamentally that leads to crypto like success or stability isn't necessarily even the like tokenomics of a single coin it's having an economy built on top of this like thing we call DeFi or crypto that's worth participating in worth saving worth like caring about you know 
And I, I think he's getting towards like a kind of fundamental truth there because as the dollar collapses, like, are we all still going to get up and go to work? Like, are we still going to try to grow food and, you know, distribute the food to grocery stores? Like, yeah, we will. We'll figure out a different dollar maybe, but we'll still, we, like, we want the economy to work. We want to produce things and buy things and we, we want to have an economy worth saving. And um, that's kind of, I think, the ultimate vision for something like Terra is to have an economy that it doesn't matter whether it's a bull market or a bear market people want to participate in it. Yeah, yeah that's that, pretty profound. I think that, um, like Active Variable said, you know, it's software and version one was Bitcoin, version two is Ethereum and version three is, is Luna. And so it's hard to make fundamental changes to a distributed piece of software. And so Bitcoin is never really going to have much more functionality than scarcity which is a nice feature and I, I hope it succeeds. But as far as all the richness that has come out of DeFi, um, that's gonna be difficult to build into Bitcoin. Also, it's environmentally expensive, right? With proof of work, you're basically burning compute power to secure the network, which was a nice innovation when it first came out. But now that it's burning as much power as the city of London, you know, every year that's uh, maybe kind of expensive. And if we could figure out a different way to secure the network, like proof of stake, um, then that's a fundamental innovation that Ethereum 2.0 and Luna are always going to be better at that. And so technologically, uh, I think that Luna is much better. I mean, six second transaction time. When I saw that and I first came to Terra, I was like, this is amazing. I can actually use this to send, you know, money back and forth. And the other thing is the economic model. Um, you know, Bitcoin is good as a store of value, but it's never going to be a good um, money uh, because it's too valuable. You're either ripping the person off or they're ripping you off. It's too volatile. So Terra Luna kind of splits the token. I think of those as two halves of the same coin. One is a volatile component that captures the you know value of the network and the future expected value of the network. And the other one, is a medium of exchange that's going to be stable in price, uh, pegged to whatever the leading currency is, which right now is the dollar. And it's great, you know, because I can send, I pay my employees in it, you know, I can get paid in it, and I'm not worrying <clears throat> about the market value uh, of that asset. So, yeah, I think both economically and technologically, um, Luna and some other networks have really innovated beyond Bitcoin. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's 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 funny. Like I almost think it's ironic because to find Bitcoin to begin with, you have to be rather open-minded and um, kind of thinking about um, monetary policy and like the you know what is money. You, know, you have to be asking those questions, and then you're able to find you know find Bitcoin and kind of find cryptocurrencies. But for some reason, there's this cohort of people who like find Bitcoin and then fall into these like echo chambers of like there's only bitcoin it's the only thing that has value in blockchain you know not blockchain just bitcoin kind of like echo chambers and then they can't like kind of evolve their thinking um but i think you know i i have some friends that um that are that were bitcoin maxis and i think just enough exposure to like the ideas behind like why a stable coin why stable coins are valuable right like i think 
and, and then and, and then the value of DeFi in general, which they can get all of that like through the Terra ecosystem. Like I think it, it, it over time it becomes like ideas that they can't ignore. You know, if you kind of like approach them with a, you know, with uh, the right attitude. You know, of kind of like learning. Um, it's fun. It's fun to see that progression. I, I one of my one of my best friends just yesterday, who um, you know when I met him was very much a BTC maxi, and then like he made his first non BTC purchases you know, earlier this year, like, which I like celebrated with him, you know, I was like, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> it was like, he, he bought some Ethereum, he bought some Luna, but like, um, you know, he just said yesterday to me, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, I, I, I think I'm realizing that like, um, you know, um, people are not going to buy and sell things in, in, in Bitcoin or in Satoshi's, right. They're going to, you know, people price things in their local fiat currency and that's going to happen for some time to come. And that's why, you know, kind of one of the original ideas of BTC being like a peer-to-peer currency, just it's, it's not going to work. And we've all seen plenty of examples of people, you know, buying stuff with Bitcoin and regretting it like three years later when they could have bought a Lambo with it. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. The problem with Bitcoin is it, it drives the velocity of money to zero and you can't have an economy where the, where the velocity of money is zero. When I like, it's kind of interesting. I first learned about Bitcoin through a Joe Rogan podcast with Andreas Antonopoulos, <laughs> which is like so classic, right? I don't even listen to Joe. <laughs> yeah, but it was one of those things where I heard about it and I was like, God, this is really interesting. Like, this is incredibly interesting. It was back in 2013. And, and like most people, I just, you know, didn't, didn't really look too much more into it until 2017 when when I really started looking into it. But what's really fascinating to me about Terra for me is that I first learned about Terra through the Anchor white paper. And it was the first time that I'd actually, first, like my very first encounter with a crypto project was the essence of the, like uh, the essence of the thing, which was the white paper, right? And I feel like I had a similar kind of experience reading that white paper that people talk about when they re- when they read the Bitcoin white paper, which is I I just felt like somebody had uncovered something that had been there all along, but just hadn't like you just needed to stumble upon it. You know, it was like a truth of the universe almost, which is this concept of like the stable coin is the most important aspect of building a new digital economy. And this idea around a digital economy rather than a digital store of value and and how much more valuable that is, because when you keep money under your mattress or gold in a vault or whatever, maybe it preserves your purchasing power. But when you build Google and you have a world that both values Google and supports the building of Google and allows the people who build Google to draw value from it and give value to the world and the people who use Google to get value. And like, there is a unbelievable value multiplication that happens and the pie gets bigger for everyone. You know, like everybody's life benefits. Um, And you don't get the same thing with something that just has kind of like a dimension, uh, you know, use case, so to speak. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I I hope that people that get into crypto through Bitcoin um, 
are kind of there, there's this interesting thing about open mindedness is like yeah you could say that bitcoiners are open minded but it, it maybe not you know maybe most of them in the beginning were a particular kind of open minded you know they really didn't like uh you know centralized uh like federal reserve type systems and they had a particular kind of open mind but there's a different kind of open mind i think which is like this this feeling of like curiosity about the new that you're never like uh what is the term like um strong convictions loosely held right i try to live my life like that like i'm always willing to be wrong and i'm always looking for what might be better than you know what i'm actively like looking at like for example with luna terra I think it'd be interesting if we peg UST not to the dollar, but to CPI, kind of like what Frax is looking to do. I actually think it's super interesting to have a stable coin that's not pegged to a currency, but pegged to CPI. And I think if Luna ever, uh, if Terra ever has like a proposal where we could maybe look at some other peg possibilities, I would totally be interested in something like that. So that's just me. Like I, I'm always thinking, how can this be better, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's a that's one of the things ideas I love to explore and that I have explored with some of my like, you know, BTC Maxi friends is like the idea of like, well look, that's the beauty of this Terra Luna ecosystem is like if eventually, you know, uh government started adopting, you know, Bitcoin like El Salvador has and maybe Togo is exploring and other countries get involved. And eventually, people start pricing goods and services in Bitcoin, then we can have like a Terra Satoshi and, you know, like basically start using, a, you know, a, a Terra, um, you know, quote unquote, stable coin or a Terra token that's, you know, that represents a Satoshi or the CPI. That's a super interesting idea. I'd, I'd heard that before. That's super interesting. All right, guys. Well, if we have the uh, other session later tonight, then maybe we should call it so people can... Uh, Enjoy their day and then come back for uh, the uh, session that X hosting tonight. Thank you. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Terra Intel report recorded from the Terra Investment Strategies Discord server there with Orbital Command and Luna Omics, recorded on Thursday, January 27th, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Take advantage of their Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, which brings you the hottest news and updates on all things Terra. Find it using the link in the show notes. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in Discord for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates their support. From TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When I'm ripping and rapping, I ain't picking the bastards who be tricking the masses into getting their asses kicked. 
Feels like I've been getting my masters Fuck a pump and double like the income that's passive Raise up the bar before I fly right past it I'll be writing rhymes till they put me in a casket Old man shit, put the lotion on its skin Then put that shit back in the damn basket Like Buffalo Bill, the way I'm ruffling feathers Snuffing out debt, cut the heads off collectors Keep a couple heads in a jar as keepsakes And take the rest and turn them into freebate Upgrade the feeling, supply the free base Looking all professional, tools in the briefcase Running on empty from gassing up my teammates First one down, let me know how that sleep tastes Impossible, defending the plausible from end to demonstrable. The mission isn't even worried about the clearance. Running interference till our enemies fear us. We're only one disappearance away from a bad day. Everybody trying to save face on the last day. Feeling fancy, about to pull out the mass. Eh? Drop the eight ball in passing, that's so passe. I'm getting nasty, you cannot put it past me. A mix between blasphemy and tuck everlasting. Feeling like a masterpiece, looking like a tragedy. Trying to get through another day full of savagery. Getting headstrong from working in the mess hall, all hands on deck waiting for our next haul, I need the rest, got big plans to eject, so feed the grass and keep off the Kleenex. I am interested in magic because I am fascinated with psychology, I love to learn about how people make inferences now, how they draw conclusions and find patterns and information, and in particular, I'm interested in all that can go wrong. How an individual can be led astray by certain cognitive vulnerabilities or exploited.